Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast. Um, hold on a second. Let's change that up. All right. I am rolling this podcast recording live on Facebook today. I don't know. I was a little inspired. I was a lot inspired to talk about this topic live. So here we are. If you're joining me today, I'm going to share some relationships, some things I'm seeing in relationships that are absolutely killing your relationship. So if you guys are currently in a marriage or a partnership and you feel like you have maybe been running in circles, repeating a lot of the same things over and over again, um, just struggling, right, to get on the same page, you're unfulfilled. The truth is you're unhappy in your relationship. If you're truly honest with yourself, you are unhappy in your relationship. Um, and you know it could be so much better. So if this is you, say hello. Let me know that you're here. Um, I know that's hard to acknowledge, or maybe you're watching silently. That's okay too. Um, but I want to share some things that I have seen. And I was starting to write a post, actually. I was starting to write a post that was going to say, no, this is not going to save your marriage. None of these things are going to make your relationship miraculously any better. None of this is going to make the things go away that are going on right now. And I want to check in with you guys and see, are we doing this? Are we playing these games in our relationship? Are we going through these habits? So I'm going to jump right in and then I'm going to show you how it shows up. And then um, obviously, if you guys have questions, if you're watching this podcast live, you can drop those below. Maybe I'll get to them towards the end. I want to keep rolling with this. But thank you again for being here for this live recording of the Untamed Life uh, podcast. As always, I love to bring you guys relevant content, things that people are coming to me behind the scenes, asking me about things that I'm coaching people through. And by the way, oftentimes when I'm coaching one person through this, like they're not alone. You guys are not alone. A lot of people are cycling through very similar things. And often we feel so alone, so isolated. We're like on this island and we think like no other couple is having these issues. And uh, that's a lie, right? That's a lie, a whisper of the enemy that's trying to keep us isolated, alone, ashamed, um, depressed, and heavy. It's heavy. So um, I want to just start there's six things I'm going to dive into. The first thing that I'm going to dive into, this is a habit that I see all of the time. I'm going to start with something very simple. 
and powerful because I'm seeing it all the time. I did it in my marriage. Distracting yourself, distracting yourself with stuff, buying things. Okay, guys, here's the thing. That new house, that renovation, that pool you want to put in, the new furniture, the fancy car that you want to buy, the next car, the next fast car you want to buy, your Porsche, your Ferrari, your Lamborghini, your Mercedes, whatever the thing is for you. None of that shit is going to make your marriage better. It's kind of fun. It's a distraction, right? It's a distraction. And for a brief moment, it feels like, oh, but we're getting on the same page. We have like a fun project together. We actually have something that we can work on and work towards together. And I'll tell you, that that is a great thing, right? We all want to have... Um, something that we're working on together, a shared vision, a shared point that we're moving towards. But I just want to like highlight this because I did this so much so often in my marriage in the past. And um, I did this so often, you know, what we did we put a pool in, we renovated our house, we worked on the backyard, you know, I've seen people I, my ex, my husband right now, what they do, they had a kid, right? Having another kid is still a distraction. Because and I'm not saying having kids is a distraction, but be careful when things are rocky and you're like, oh, you know, this one thing is going to save our marriage. It's going to bring us close together again. Um, be very, very careful where you're at as a couple when you start creating or engaging in new things. Is it a distraction? So I want to say like, check your hearts on this one. One of the worst pieces of advice actually is follow your heart because your heart is so easily hijacked, my loves. Your mind is totally easily hijacked. Your heart, we got to check the desires of our heart. We got to ask ourselves, what are we actually desiring this for? What are we longing for here? What are we actually trying to satiate with this thing? And I just want to, you know, I'd love if, whether you are listening to this live or afterwards, it's like, really, how many times have you done this inside of your relationship? or even in your own life, you distract yourself by buying more stuff, right? Going on more trips or whatever, but then you get home and it's kind of like the same old shit, different day, same old shit, right? Um, or the renovation starts going great and then you start to notice like still, like after a while, you're still like dissatisfied and then you're still drinking, right? You're still drinking extra wine or you're still drinking whatever at the end of the day to numb yourself out from the same core issues that are going on. And here you are in your fancy car with all your fancy things around you and all your fancy distractions. And by the way, I love beautiful cars. I love beautiful homes. I love myself some beautiful trips. You guys follow me on Facebook. I mean, I love great things. But there's a difference between chasing those things and trying to fill a void with them inside of your relationship, rather than really talking about the things you two long for together as a couple, as individuals, and, you know, having these conversations be part of the regular day-to-day -day life so that these other things are sort of just like cherries on top, right? They're adding to the relationship. They're not, you know, making the relationship. And I wanted to say this because honestly, I've, I work with, and I've, Again, every, every time I say I work with people, like I have gone through it. I'm one of those people that I believe like you can't coach, you can't take people where you haven't been. So when I'm saying like, this is the patterns I see, a lot of these patterns are things that I actually had recurring in my life. I always needed one more thing, right? And when we didn't have the one more thing, we started fighting. We started getting grumbling with each other. But as long as we were buying more stuff or going places, it was okay. But there was this tension that was always sort of below the surface that was never getting dealt with. And I just, you know, I get it because a lot of times it's hard 
to have these conversations because most, again, 99% of people that I work with do not know what they actually long for. They don't know what they want. They know what they think they want. So they think, well, if we just get a bigger house or we get a different car or we get to, you know, go on this experience, we'll be happier. But again, is this a Band-Aid? There's a lot of people wanting Band-Aids, relief, relief, but not deep healing, not deep connection, right? They don't want to do the work. They just want like, make it feel better for now. Make the pain go away of this arguing, give her what she wants. And I heard all kinds of things here, right? Like women, we have forever used sex as a tool to get what we want too, right? That's part of the wounded feminine energy, that manipulative little, you know, game of like, okay, I'll give you what you want if I get what I want. And we manipulate sometimes unconsciously, maybe, or consciously, right? And then when we don't get what we want or we're not happy, we pull that beautiful sensual energy back. Like that's the thing that happens. And so there's a whole dance that goes on with that. But are you distracting yourself with stuff inside of your relationship? Are you guys just accumulating more garbage, <laughs> more things that don't satisfy you at a soul level, that don't actually become the glue that holds your relationship together? It's I mean, I sat there in a beautiful home with a beautiful pool and a beautiful neighborhood, sleeping next to my ex-husband, feeling so alone and so disconnected and so unheard and so unloved and, you know, all of those things. And um, I could never figure out, like, what is up with that? You know, why do I feel so alone? and isolated. And it was because we were distracting. A lot of these overlap. So I want to go into the next one. So distractions, number one, second thing that I'm seeing a lot is suppressing and ignoring, suppressing and ignoring. So we're suppressing our emotions. A lot of us that grew up also in the place, well, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, right? And so this stuff kind of builds up. There's a little thing here and a little thing there. And we're like, well, it's not that big of a deal. I'm going to just like, I'll sweep it on the rug. It's not that big of a deal right now. Um, it'll be fine, right? I'll just, it'll, it'll pass. This too shall pass. And the thing is like, no, it's not going to pass. Right. And when we do this, when we suppress, we kind of like just push down and I'm not saying I want to be conscious about this, but Mark and I have this saying, and you guys hear me talk about it a lot on the podcast. It's like, we made a commitment. One of our standards is that we get to keep the energy clean inside of our relationship. That means we're always sort of sweeping house and these little things that come up, there's little resentments that start to build up and we don't realize they're a result of moving into transaction mode inside of our relationship. How many of you, again, have been operating where it's like, well, I'm doing this and we keep a running tally of like all the things that we're doing relative to how much he's showing up for you or she's showing up for you, right? And I've heard all kinds of things. I've heard stuff from the men I work with. They're like, well, I pay, I, I've supplied all the money and I've created this company and I've done this and like she hasn't done shit or she has only done da 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 right and then I hear from the women they're like I'm always doing everything for him right I basically have to plan everything for him I have to think for him da, da, da. and these women are like treating their men like boys and little boys and they're over mothering sometimes or you know and we've got this like transactional bartering energy going on inside of our relationship we're keeping score such a dangerous thing but it, we start keeping score when resentment and you know resentment and keeping score they go hand in hand or we feel like we're over giving or we're giving from an empty place we're actually not giving ourselves permission 
to nourish ourselves, right? And so we're doing a lot of things out of obligation energy. And it's tough because it starts off most of the time, it starts off with a good intention, right? We start off with a good intention. Like we want to give to our husband, we want to give to our kids, we want to give to our wives, whatever. But then like something weird happens and the energy starts getting dirty, right? And all of a sudden you're resenting them and you're like getting bitter and you're feeling like, oh, there's some distance going on between the two of you. So I'm curious, you know, um, can you relate to any of these? So we suppress, right? We suppress our actual feelings and we try to sugarcoat them or ignore them. And I want to raise my hand on this because I also used to really pride myself in all of the mindset work that I did. So I was like, you got to be positive. How do we positively frame this? Like, what's the lesson? Right. And so what I would do is I would not honor the emotions that were coming up for me because they were not acceptable for me. To be honest, they were not acceptable. It was not okay for me to, to be angry. It was not okay for me to be upset. Um, I had to always like move on, like, okay, just move on girl. Right. And, um, I couldn't be honest about my emotions with myself first, let alone my partner. So I wanted to bring that up because Sometimes we are feeling these things and then we actually feel bad that we're feeling bad, which is ridiculous. How many of you have felt guilty that you're feeling guilty or have felt bad that you're feeling resentful and you're like shooting all over yourself? Like how on earth could I be resentful when he's doing all this or I'm doing this? And like, we're literally just beating ourselves up for what ever's coming through that we're feeling instead of just being able to honor the emotion, honor the feeling that's coming up and getting curious with it. So this suppressing and ignoring is really just bypassing. We're setting it aside. We're like, not here, not now. You know, I'm just going to not deal with this. We ignore it or we just don't honor it and we try to like make it better right away and that's like kind of trying to and you guys if you are not familiar with the emotional frequency chart david hawkins uh work with empower versus force is something i use a lot in my work um you know a lot of people are trying to jump right from grief you know maybe something happened in their relationship and they're still grieving they want to jump right from grief to like joy and it's like that's a huge jump to make. And so sometimes we expect our partner to do these huge jumps, like something happened that really hurt them or broke their heart, or they've really struggled with. And we're like, what's wrong with you? Like, why can't you just be happy? Can't you see all this amazing stuff in our life? Like, how can you? And we're so judgmental of each other. And um, so this is, again, the judgment and the shame causes a lot of us to suppress and ignore right and ignore and so the third behavior i see is so just make sure like check in as you guys are listening to me i'm curious like do you see yourself doing this i caught myself doing this recently where i was like it, it was over my birthday weekend i'm not going to go into all the details but i was trying to like you know i desired something i longed for something i was looking forward to something and you know a, a series of events happened where um i would i didn't speak my truth I didn't speak my truth and I settled kind of a little bit and I was like, well, I'll just make it work. I'll just make it work. 
But really what started to happen is I didn't honor what I truly longed for. I did not have the conversation with my husband. I tried to make it better. I tried to please everyone. I tried to be positive. And in the end, it created a hot mess. You know, not a hot mess. Like we don't really have huge hot messes, but there was a night where, you know, we really had a rough night and we had to have some heart to heart conversations for the next couple of weeks about what happened there. Where did we miss the boat? Right? So we did not keep the energy clean. We, we, you know, and part of this is creating a safe space where you can actually talk about things without being judged, without your partner blowing up, without you blowing up on your other partner. If they say, I'm upset, like, are you immediately trying to make them feel better? Well, you shouldn't be upset. Why are you upset about that? You shouldn't feel fill in the blank. These are some of the most poisonous words you can put into your relationship. When your partner says, I'm sad, I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm hurting. And you say, you should not feel that way. That is so, you know, like talk about feeling unseen and unheard. So we shut down, right? And then we move into the third um, common habit that I see is hiding. And hiding and suppressing go hand in hand. And of course, sometimes we hide in our distractions, right? But I'm talking about, you know, if you're hiding and I love, you know, it's been so interesting for me working with men and women. Um, and I, again, I'm, I'm generalizing a little bit. I'm not saying that it's one gender versus the other, but I will say this is a definitely a much more common pattern that I've seen in men in the masculine or women who are very much in their masculine energy is, is like hiding, Right. And uh, again, I'm just, this is just purely a reflection of my own life and my work. I'm not saying that's how it is for everyone. We all hide in certain levels because again, hiding is coming from being ashamed. Like, and a lot of times it's like, we're ashamed that we're, we can't figure it out. We can't make things better. Like how on earth can we keep fighting about this same thing day in and day out? How on earth, like, can this still be a problem? Like what is wrong with me? right? And so we hide, we hide in our work, right? Like how many people are hiding in just like being all consumed by work and work becomes everything. Guys, come on, I'm talking to you right now, right? Like I'm talking to the women and the men, but like, this is a pattern that I see. It's like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm suppressing, I'm suppressing, I'm ignoring. Maybe you're distracting yourself and there's all this hiding going on. And here's the thing, the longer you hide, the heavier you feel. The longer you hide, the more depressed you get. I wanna say that again, the longer you hide, the more depressed you get because you are suppressing and depressing like the such heavy emotions that are stacking that are not being honored, that are not being seen, that are not moving, that are not being processed. You gotta process things and move them out of your atmosphere, move them out of your physical body. So if you're holding on to all these unspoken desires, longings, um, pains, irritations, whatever this stuff is, and you are not addressing it, you're not processing this stuff. It's literally creating toxic buildup. And so this is why we feel heavy. And then when we feel heavy, we want to hide, right? We want to like, just go to the safe place. And maybe for some of us where that safe place is like, for some of us, that's like, you know, we stop doing the things we love, right? We stop working out, we stop with the hobbies, we stop whatever, and we go and hide where it's comfortable. And again, where is your place? that, you know, where your darkness can just kind of be like, fine. And it kind of feels good to feel bad sometimes, right? And we get in this place where like, we like to feel bad. We like to just, and it's, I know it sounds crazy to the logical mind, right? But there's almost like 
a normalization that happens. There is a normalization that happens from being in the hiding, right? It's so vulnerable to, to show up, to be naked, right? Literally, it feels like you're naked, right? And um, this is one of the huge things when we talk about building intimacies, like what have you been hiding from your partner? right? What have you been hiding from yourself? And again, this hiding conversation is like, a lot of us don't even realize, hello, that we are hiding things. A lot of us don't even realize that we've been hiding. It's so, so much of this is happening below the scene. It's so like unconscious until it's not, and it's brought to the surface. And at that point we get to go, okay, like th this is real now. And, and on that note, I just want to say like, you know, do you really want the healing? Does your partner really want the healing? Do you want the healing inside of your relationship? Because again, a lot of people just want relief. They want relief. So I always say like, be careful that we don't become someone else's bandaid or temporary relief when what they need is a good purging of what's inside. And that requires some radical honesty about where we are at, right? Um, because the detox, the vulnerability, the opening up, you know, requires that we have a safe space to do so, right? So that the setting really matters. This isn't something you're gonna do in the middle of a busy day or just, you know, in conversation. Like you gotta honor the timing, you gotta honor the space to create a safe space to have these vulnerable conversations that make people feel really naked and afraid, right? Um, but the intimacy that is cultivated when you allow yourself to be fully seen, um, it's amazing. Like when you come out of hiding, it's like, whoa, I'm not hiding anymore. It's out in the light, you know? I can't be judged for it anymore, but maybe I can. But like that fear of the judgment, it like, it loses its hold on us right? And uh, it's such a powerful place when we come out of that place of hiding. And this is why I'm a big fan of like really having groups, women, other women, men, other men. Also for me, like it has been so healing for me to have amazing men in my life besides my husband, because he cannot be all of the things for me, right? He is my lover. But if I want him to be my coach, my therapist, my business coach, you know, my best friend, like that's a lot of pressure for your partner. And I just want to, you know, say like how many of us are expecting our partner or to be all of the things for us. And then we're just shattered when they're not, or we try to be everything. And then we get upset when they have like their own friends or their own other things going on, or they're seeking guidance somewhere else. And I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times, like I've, you know, had this amazing insight and I'm like, babe, I want to share this with you. And cause I saw my husband struggling and I kind of like shifted a little bit into coach mode. It's so tempting. You're, you got two coaches that are married to each other, but like, you know, I shifted and then I realized like, oh no, you know, he doesn't receive that from me when I'm in coach mode. He receives when I'm just opening up to, to hold space for him as a woman, as his wife, as his lover, right? So be careful that we're not, I kind of went on a little tangent here, but that be careful when we're putting so much, um, so much weight on the other person being everything for us or so much weight on us being the everything for everyone else in our life because that also is really heavy that's a lot of burden it's a lot of responsibility which is fine to whom much is given much is required we've got to continue to build capacity right so that we can be and bring more of our presence to the people in our circle and at the same time um it's it's just like we got to get real about like 
am I, am I vulnerable? Am I, do I have a safe place to share what's on my heart, what I'm struggling with, what I'm going through? And that's not always your partner. In fact, you know, in the beginning, if you haven't done this work, I definitely recommend getting some support, you know, either through some coaching with someone like myself, or you can work with a therapist, or you can, again, work with a, a group of guys or women that have gone or are going through what you're going through. But it's so important that we surround ourselves with a support system that creates a safe container that allows us to be fully seen that is non-judgmental right where we can kind of move through this and be held so number one distractions get new cars get new renos get having another baby when things are hitting the fan right like we all know those kids that are born like seven years later and you're like what was going on in your marriage during that time right um not always but that's a common story and um distracting ourselves hiding here's number four um and by the way again these are all very much like they're intertwined right but hiding um number four is fantasizing escaping or running right and it can feel like hiding sometimes but really what i see a lot is um fantasizing can look like escaping the relationship, looking at porn, women reading these like, well, watching porn or reading these romance novels or, you know, dreaming about another partner, or a future mate or whatever. And I used to have this Jenny joke with one of my friends back in the day. It was like, we were always kind of joking about our future husband, our future lovers, because we were just grumbling. We knew we're like, okay, he's not cutting it right now. So let's dream a little, right? So that fantasizing or escaping can look like that. It can look like running from one thing to the next. And again, yes, this is distraction as well, but it's like we're escaping and we're looking, we're just running to the next shiny thing. We're looking to the next shiny thing. And again, working with men and women who do this. I did this in relationships. I didn't want to deal with the stuff. So I would just like be like, okay, get rid of you on to the next one. I would run, right? And the the cool, there's a gift, there's a gift, okay? There's a gift in being able to cut cords fast, make decisions and take action, okay? There is a gift in that. But there's also the, the, the other side of it that's like, whoa, we don't deal sometimes with what needs to be dealt with at hand and we're just running to the next thing, running to the next guy, running to the next woman. And again, I was having some beautiful conversations with some men and women over the last two weeks at different events that I was hosting and attending. And there's a lot of this going on, right? It's like cycling through women, cycling through men, cycling through fantasies. And it's like an insatiable appetite that again, is just trying to fill a void. And uh, again, whether it's like, no matter how many women you have or how many men you've been with, you're still never satisfied or you are going into another reality. You're comparing your husband or your wife to, you know, who they used to be when you first met them or to an ex. A lot of this, again, you guys, this running is like we're, we're avoiding, right? We're avoiding and hiding in one way, but also we're comparing. We're in this comparison place all the time. Like the grass is greener somewhere else. I think the grass is going to be greener somewhere else. And we have not cultivated the strength, the discipline, the, the wisdom 
to know and understand, wait a second, what if I make this, what if I start to fertilize this grass? Can I make this grass greener? Can I grow the roots deeper here instead of just burning the grass and running over to the other side? And then you get there and you're like, well, shoot, the grass over here is not as good either. Let me go to the next one. And again, this is, I talk about this a lot, but this is when we start cycling through, you know, different experiences, different people over and over again. But it's like, again, same problem, same energy, same spirit, different name, different outfit. I talk a lot about relationships today because I'm talking about these are the common problems I see in relationships. But also when I'm working with people in their business, whether it's their executive teams or employee stuff that keeps showing up, because again, all problems are relationship problems, right? Whatever the thing is, right? If you're escaping, you're trying to like run towards the next solution, run towards the next solution, and you're just putting out fires all the time, you realize, man, the same fire keeps showing up. Who is the one setting the fire? You, right? So until you deal with your desire to light that match, um, you're going to keep setting fires everywhere you go. You're going to, until you deal with the roots, you're going to keep burning the grass everywhere you go, right? You're going to keep cycling through these patterns. So how are you fantasizing, escaping, running? I'll just, you know, I just want to share like a big one for me. Again, I used to be like, okay, done with you. On to the next thing. I did this in relationships. I did this with projects. I did this with sometimes staff. I did, I did this just like, it was like my MO, right? So again, there's a beauty in each one of these things and the fact that like, okay, you don't hold on to things longer than you need to. You can move on, you can make decisions, you can take swift action, but we wanna find that place of, of integrity, of balance where it's actually really healthy to release, to take action and move forward and also to have the wisdom and discernment to go, what's going on here that I'm trying to run away from? And what is it that I'm running towards? You guys, if you're here, say hello. Um, I cannot tell if if anyone is here or not by by the screen, the way everything is set up. I don't usually run my, my lives this way. I don't usually do my recorded podcast this way, but the, I just felt on my heart that I needed to share this live. Someone needed to hear this. Okay, that's four. Here's number five. So number five, the fifth behavior that I see happening over and over again, this is destroying your, this is like totally destroy your marriage, you know? And sometimes this is well-meaning. A lot of us are well-meaning when we do this. Hey, Danielle. Um, but it is talking about the problem over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, we need to talk about this again. We need to talk about this again. And what you notice is like every day you're talking about the same problem, but the problem is not going away. And actually, the problem is not getting better. In fact, it, you're getting more frustrated, more resentful, more angry, more disconnected. And you're like, but we're talking about it. We're not hiding it. What's going on? And so I want to say there's so much here. And um, one of the questions I asked in a previous podcast is we've got to be so conscious about the energy that we are initiating our conversations in. So if we are starting these conversations from a victim stance, it's like, oh, poor me, I'm the one, I'm always the one having this happen to me, or like we're in this like victim and aggressor loop, right? And we, we are attacking each other or we're defending ourselves from each other, or we are the problem, the other person's the problem, what they're doing, what they're saying, how they're saying it. 
you're the problem all the time that needs fixing, right? And we're talking about the problem all the time. There's a couple things here is like, number one, be conscious of how you are initiating this conversation. A lot of times we're talking about problems when we're frustrated, when we're tired, when we're irritated, when we're ready, like blow a lid, walk out the door, right? We are using passive aggression, sarcasm. You know, there's all these different ways that we try to poke the bear, right? We're actually not talking about it from a place that is calm, grounded, wanting to resolve and work together on the same team towards a solution where we actually say, you know, this thing, this thing, not you, not me, there's this thing going on. Let's put it in front of us. Let's look at it. What is actually going on there? What, you know, what are we facing? How do we work through this? Right. And, and realizing we are on the same team. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I work with people and I work with couples. You guys, I do a lot of couples coaching, right? So if you want to learn more about that, you can reach out to me, but I work a lot with couples and I'll work with the woman separately and the man separately on purpose. We don't do these joint sessions all the time. In fact, it's very rare, but the reason why I do this is I want to really understand where they're coming from, what they desire and what work they have to do on an individual basis. And what is always beautiful is to see that oftentimes they're fighting and fighting and fighting every day about something that they actually both want the same outcome on, right? They both want the same thing. They both want the same outcome. They're both coming from a really good place, but they're stuck in this loop of feeding the victim consciousness, of feeding the enemy inside of their relationship instead of honoring one another and working on consciously creating what they want. So talking about the problem over and over again does a couple things. It continues to feed all of your thought your creative thought energy towards what you don't want, what you don't like, what the problem is. Talking about it physically over and over again, speaking creates spells, right? So when you keep saying, I'm so frustrated, I'm sick and tired of this, I'm sick and tired, be careful what comes out of your mouth. When you're saying you do this, you are this, and you are attacking someone's character, you're literally attacking and speaking words over their character. Those are, you guys are casting spells over each other, right? And you're casting spells over your relationship. And again, how much of our spoken word, because words create, uh, like you need to speak it into existence. And we don't realize like we're speaking to the thing that we don't want all the time. We're feeding so much of that creative energy towards it. Our thought energy, our emotion, right? So many of the times we engage, we're engaging from a place of frustration, anger, um, resentment, bitterness, you know, judgment. And it's crazy. So when you start stacking all these up, you're like, wow, the amount of thought energy, the amount of spoken vibration, sound frequency, the amount of heart and emotional energy that is going towards feeding the problem. What we don't want is crazy. Let What if we redirect that, redirect our words, redirect our thoughts, redirect our heart to at least find new, a neutral ground, right? so that we can start to talk about what we actually desire and long for more of. And again, I'll tell you, when I ask people, I ask couples when they're together, I ask the, the husband, the wife, I ask, I ask my clients all the time, so what do you want? And most of the time, I'll tell you, over 90% of the time, immediately they tell me what they don't want. I say, well, what do you want? They'll tell me what they don't want. And they don't only tell me, but they start going into a huge story about it. And you can see they're like, 
emotional body is also getting all riled up. And like they're, they're feeding so much of their energy to this and I have to keep redirecting them. So what do you want then? You just told me what you don't want again. You just told me what you don't like. And I hear this a lot from the guys, especially the guys that I work with that are like, I'm asking her what she wants. She's not telling me. She's only telling me what she's, she doesn't like that I'm doing. And they're like, I can't do anything right, right? And we're so programmed to fixate on that. So be aware of that. I'm gonna go about the last one. So the switch there is to get clear on what you do want and we can start to create conscious language, conscious thoughts, conscious emotions that move us together towards what we want to create more of what we're moving towards. And oftentimes you guys, again, it starts with creating a neutral grounded place. A lot of people want to move right from total disconnection to like, Ooh, bliss and joy. And like, we have a shared vision. You cannot get to a shared vision together until you again, clear up the stuff that you've been hiding, right? Stop with the distractions, bring things to the surface, right? And we can start to clean house a little bit and create some space so that some vision, some shared vision could start to come through. And the last thing I want to say here, the last habit I see, and there's so many, but I wanted to talk about these six is waiting for their partner to change. Well, when he does that, then I will do this. When she does this, then I'll do that. Well, I'm not doing that if he's not doing it. I'm not doing it if she's not doing it. Well, I'm waiting for them and I'm doing all this stuff and they're not doing anything. Like the whininess of it is ridiculous. And the lack of ownership is also ridiculous. So um, I just wanted to bring this up because again, I would be the first one to raise my hand. I was like, well, I'm not giving him affection until he da, 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 da. I'm not, and I'm not saying like, you got to honor yourself. But at the same time, if you're waiting for your partner to go first, and it can be the simple things like, I'm, is he going to hold my hand first or is she going to hold my hand first? Are they going to initiate sex or am I going to have to do it again? Are they going to initiate a conversation about this? I'm upset, right? We're starting to feel the energy get mucky between us. We could start to feel a little bit of tension in the air. We're on the way to date night or whatever. And we're just like, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait and see if they bring it up. It's our birthday and we're waiting to see if they'll go first and figure out what we want and book everything. And then when they don't and they let us down, then we're upset that we start saying, you don't care about me. You don't love me. Like, it's ridiculous, right? But like we do these things and um, and it's it, when you have made the switch and you're on the other side, the reason why I can say it's, it's silly is because we laugh about it on the other side, but when you're in it, it feels very real. And so we almost can feel paralyzed and we, these are behaviors, you guys, these are actionable behaviors that I'm talking about that you can literally nip in the bud and you can begin a new behavior. This is about pattern recognition, understanding, being aware of your actions and your behavior, and literally just choose a new behavior. I think sometimes we can get caught up in this, like, I need to analyze everything and I need to figure out why I have this wound and I need to go through like this, all this deep healing journey. And, and like, we, we, we love to go down the rabbit hole and man, I, no one loves deep conversations and rabbit holes more than me. And at the same time, it's like, sometimes you just need to change your language, right? Sometimes you just need to say that one thing differently and boom, everything opens up and the communication goes so smooth. Sometimes you just got to be the first one to reach over your hand and say, you know what? I love you, right? Sometimes you got to be the first one to book the trip or sometimes you got to be the first one to say, I'm really hurting right now and not wait, 
Sometimes you've got to be the one that says, I'm not going to distract myself with this thing anymore. I'm going to put this, this habit down and go and do the work that is required in these six arenas, right? Go and do the work. So in recap, six things I see. Number one, ignoring or suppressing, pushing, pressing down, right? The second one, distracting ourselves, distracting ourselves usually with like buying things or, you know, um, there's lots of ways it shows up. This is just really how it's showing up in the, the people that I'm working with and also in my own life, like just needing one more thing, needing one more thing, needing one more thing, fantasizing, escaping or running, hiding, hiding, um, you know, and a lot of these are really heavy, right? So especially those suppressing and hiding, there's a lot of guilt and shame attached to those. And it's amazing how quickly that stuff just whew, dissolves once you come out of those places. Talking about the problem over and over again, feeding your life force, all of your thought energy, your spoken energy, your emotional body to the things that you don't want in your relationship instead of the things that you do like, the things that you do appreciate, the things that you want to experience more of together, right? And the last one is waiting for your partner to change, waiting for them to go first, waiting for them to grow up, waiting for them to do the emotionally mature, emotionally intelligent thing, right? Waiting for them to adult <laughs> and before we do. And, and so I'm curious, I'm curious out of these, does any of this resonate with you guys? Right now, whether you're listening to me live or you're listening to this in the podcast, I'm going to be rolling this out as a podcast episode, is like really check your heart. And I'm constantly checking in, you know, as I, I have this beautiful gift that I get to coach people, I get to observe, and then, you know, I get to see in my own relationship with my, my love, with Mark, you know, I get to do a lot of the practice all the time. I'm in the practice. But what if it's all just practice? What if it's all just conversations? It doesn't have to be conflict, right? It doesn't have to be conflict. A lot of us are going through these habits because we're trying to avoid things, right? We're afraid. We're afraid that if we talk about it, if we bring things up, then you know the person's gonna leave us or the relationship's gonna fall apart. And the reality is it's these exact behaviors that make the relationship fall apart, that cause affairs and disconnection. And because all of these are very destructive, low vibrational behaviors, thoughts, emotions. And so I wanna encourage you today that you can really turn things around quite quickly if you want to. Um, and it really starts by just getting raw and real and honest with yourself and saying, we're, let me just even pick one, one of these things that I know I'm doing, I'm doing not, Oh, you know what? I need to share this podcast with my partner so that he can change or she can change, or I'm going to tag him so that he can listen to this. No, if you're listening to this, it's for you first. So is there one of these areas, one of these arenas that you get to go to work on? right? And where can you start to show up a little bit more? And I guarantee that if you do that one thing, it will start to open up the floodgates, right? It'll just start to create momentum in the right direction. So you guys, as always, I'm here to support you in this process. If you'd love to dig further into this work, you know, it starts with having a safe place, a safe container to, to just be raw, be real, be vulnerable, and know that it is safe. You can talk about it with no judgment. So I'm here to support you guys, um, to, to take you through the process of maybe unearthing some of these things that you're not even aware of, to gain clarity, to support you in how to bring these things up and communicate in a way that will be also received on the other side. So if you would love to learn more about 
um, how you can go deeper into this work, I encourage you to reach out to me. If you're listening to the podcast, the link is in the show notes below. If you guys are listening to this elsewhere, there's, there's a way to connect with me through DMs, or you can find me on Instagram at the Christine Jewel, um, the Christine Jewel on Instagram, and just reach out. And uh, we could see how I can support you. There's a couple of different options. So I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for your time. I know it's valuable. And yes, listen to this, let it marinate, reflect on it. And of course, share it with someone that it needs to hear this message. Share it with someone that needs to hear it, not because you're trying to fix them, not because you want them to change, but because it really added value to you. You're inspired to take action and now you're passing the baton on. So thank you again for being here. Those six behaviors, man, they are prevalent and evident. We're all responsible. We do them from time to time. But when you start being the one that raises your hand and says, I'm gonna take ownership, I'm gonna go first. Um, I'm gonna talk about these things. I'm gonna start to shift them everything starts to change. So I love you. Thank you for being here. Until next time, here's to um, loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable heart shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.